Sports Professor Rick Harrow, and we are on the record. Every week, this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal-making issues, the top tech issues, and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Caro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. Here are the holidays. We have a great philanthropist and pioneer with us interview-wise to celebrate the spirit of philanthropy, Willie O'Ree, the first black player in the history of the National Hockey League. We'll get more into that in a little while. Honored to have him as the interview. But it's been an incredible, incredible year in sports and an incredible week with the finals of the World Cup, setting all kinds of records for excitement, numbers, ratings, and the like. In that spirit, we'll cover three big deal-making issues of the week, three to one. Three. Last year's World Series topped all primetime TV for the seventh straight year. The full season of one-hour primetime television show, by the way, ranking number one as the Fall Classic and Astro Phillies. This year's World Series averaged 11.78 million viewers on Fox alone. By comparison, the equalizer on CBS, 7.07 million, 60 minutes, 8.92. And when you look at the total number of viewers, it's Fox, Fox Deportes, Fox Sports Streaming platforms, a big gain in the key 18 to 30-year-old demographic, with viewers up 9% in that category, really, really big. Two. The Astros partner with Samsung to elevate Minute Maid Park with state-of-the-art technology, world-class digital displays and solutions to create an immersive game day experience. The Astros and Samsung Electronics America today announced they'll digitally enhance Minute Maid Park and the leader in large digital signage innovation delivering some of the highest definition large displays in the game. Dynamic content to remind fans that when it comes to enjoying American pastime, the stadium experience is unrivaled. And of course, when you look at deal-making issue number two, it goes way beyond Houston. The installation at Minimay Park started on November 22, scheduled completion by opening day 2023, and fans can enjoy the top-of-the-line technology built for interactivity and engagement. One. The zone expands into ad-supported space via Samsung TV Plus and Fast Partnership, citing new development. The exclusivity is available, including top games from European soccer leagues, and the new channel is the zone's second fast launch in Germany this month, and they control a wide range of soccer rights, but until now, primarily been viewed as a subscription-based service We'll see how the advertising support model works in their context. And that's deal-making issue number one. And as we know, the sports business has evolved significantly. And frankly, somebody who has been a sustaining, consistent legend and still around uh, spreading uh, the role model opportunities for the National Hockey League has to be commended. At 87, Willie O'Ree's career. 1957 to 1979. He was a winger, grew up in Fredericton, New Brunswick in in Canada, and he's way beyond a hockey player. He met Jackie Robinson at 14 years old. He would be known as the Jackie Robinson of hockey on January 18, 1958, becoming the first 
black hockey player to make it to the National Hockey League. And immediately people said, he said also generated controversy. He was hit in the right eye and had no use, little use of the right eye uh, with a puck, uh, kept it secret, uh, won his berth uh, with the National Hockey League team, the Boston Bruins, and immediately got into some racist issues, says he in his book and his interview, met Eric Nestorenko in a fight very early on in his career, uh, the Blackhawks, and uh, maybe showed him what what, what was going to happen with his toughness down the road. And clearly, it's a great story ending, at least not ending, but honored by his induction in the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2018, same year with Gary Bettman. He caught up, I caught up with him to talk about honor, the business, what he's doing with the National Hockey League, and so much more. Here's Willie O'Ree. Passion for hockey. When did it first occur to you that you, you wanted to play in the NHL and realized what the challenges were that lay ahead? Well, um, when I was 14, I, uh, I made uh, two goals for myself to be a professional hockey player and hopefully one day play in the National Hockey League. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to my older brother, who was not only my brother but my mentor, taught me a lot that I need to know about the game. Uh, left my hometown at 17, went up to Quebec and played my first year junior. Uh, the second year I played in Kitchener, Ontario under the uh, Montreal Canadian organization. And uh, that's when I had my unfortunate accident. You know, none of the players back then wore any helmets, no face shield, no, no cages. And uh, there was a slap shot, uh, I'm in front of the net, puck come up and struck me in the right eye. I lost 97% vision in my right eye. And doctor told me I'd never play hockey again, but that just fueled me to uh, just keep playing and, and work harder. And uh, two years later, I uh, broke into the National Hockey League. So if 200% is full vision, you have like 103%, right? Yeah. And it's like you're looking back and you're thinking, what's wrong with these people? Why can't they play? I had half the physical skills and I succeeded. Yeah, well, you know, uh, being a left-hand shot and playing yeah. left wing, right. I had to turn my head all the way around to the right to pick the puck up and the play up, and I was overskating the puck and missing the net. But I just said, Willie, forget about what you can't see and concentrate on what you can see. You see Jackie Robinson break in, and you're, you're a great player, not just a, a black player. When did it first... Uh, cross your mind that you might want to do the same thing in the NHL? Well, I think when I, uh, when I, when I played my, uh, my first year pro up in Quebec under the leadership of, <clears throat> of Punch Emlac, okay. and Punch said, Willie, he says, you have the skills and the ability to play in the NHL. He says, there hasn't been a black player. Uh, and he says, you could be the first. And I, uh, I, I took the tone to that. And I said, you know, and I just worked, played, uh, played with the, uh, uh, the Aces that first year, went to the Bruins training camp the next two years, and then uh, broke in on January the 18th, 1958, broke uh, in with the Bruins. I, I was just going to talk about that date. I assume you remember that date very vividly. Yes. What was it like skating on that, uh, on that ice and well, realizing the history of it and that you were yeah. involved in it? I was no stranger to the Montreal fans yeah. because I had played against the Montreal Junior Canadians in, in the Forum, the Montreal Royals, the pro team I played in the Forum. But when I stepped on the ice on January the 18th, 1958, it was just, I was just overwhelmed that I was going to play a regular scheduled NHL game against the top team, the Montreal Canadiens, who had been winning a Stanley Cup. There were some other good black players around at that time, but when they called me up, uh, I was very, I was very thankful that uh, the Bruins saw enough of me to bring me up and, and um, you know, and play with them. We were all at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, you went in with Gary Bettman. Yes. Gary Bettman's speech moved me significantly. Yours moved me to tears. Well, it, it was incredible. It moved a Describe lot. It, it moved a lot. Of, it moved a lot of people. Um, you know, I just, uh, 
I have to thank so many people that, uh, that voted for me, and um, I just wanted to let them know that uh, I was very, very thankful for the, you know, for the vote that I got, and uh, because I really didn't uh, know I was going into the hall for about the last four weeks. They said there was a possibility. They said if you get a phone call, uh, you'll be going in. If you don't get a phone call, you won't be going in. Oh, you in. knew. Yeah, I mean, you didn't know. But I had that, an idea. Yeah, you did. I had an idea. Obviously, you're an ambassador with the NHL. STEM, tech, training, it hits a lot of buttons, especially with the NHL and NHL Players Association. It's so it's talk about done. the future of this as well. Well, well I'll tell you, it, uh, there is a lot of future. Uh, there's more. There's more kids playing hockey today than ever before. There are more girls playing hockey than ever before. They've made uh, they've made it uh, possible for these kids to come out and play, and they can they can choose their sport if they choose hockey, baseball, football, basketball, whatever. But you have to set your mind, and you have to you have to set goals for yourselves and work towards your goals. Willie O'Ree brings significant perspective to hockey, obviously now, and and in the future. Let's look at the sports gaming minute. Online Maryland sports betting nets a huge deal in its first nine days around Thanksgiving. Numbers released by their Lottery and Gaming Commission. Uh, Marylanders wagered about $186 million plus an eight-hour soft launch during that period, too. And the bottom line is $63 million in free bets given to entice Larry Hogan, Maryland's 10th most populous state governor, has talked about legal and bureaucratic hurdles. They angered many, it said, but at the end of the day, dollars available for infrastructure, $19 million a year in taxes and state tax sports betting, taxed at a 15% rate. But in the retail market, which went live on December 21, generated more than $6 million in 11 months, and it's moving in the right direction. And that's your gaming minute, your sports tech minute. Red Bull ending its sponsorship with Tesos, the blockchain platform now missing from Formula One team and list of partners on its website. The company built and helped create a series of bespoke, non-fungible tokens available on its blockchain platform, as well as being the team's official blockchain partner. But Red Bull cars were also to feature Tesos branding. Now appears as though the agreement terminated early. The potential termination with Red Bull would not mark the end of the association with the sport by Tezos. And earlier this year, the Formula One constructor Red Bull uh, McLaren Racing was involved. Blockchain Platform has also signed a multi-year training kit sponsorship, particular Tezos, with English soccer giants Man U reported at 20 million pounds and per year. In November, the club launched an FT, NFT collection on Tezos's blockchain. So the bottom line is we may have issues with NFTs, but it clearly is moving and moving fast. And finally, the Good Sports 5, sports sponsorship for women athletes, grew 20% in 2022. Sponsor United Intelligence Platform tracks about a million one in sponsorships and endorsements across 250,000 brands, so the numbers are credible. LeBron James's son, Bryce James, signs an NAL contract with Clutch Sports, part of LeBron's agency. NBA Entertainment retains Horizon Sports and Experiences to support the expansion of the league's global footprint. Scripps launches Scripps Sports Division to further its sports programming initiatives, and it has a industry veteran at the helm, Brian Lawler, who led the company's local media division since 2009. 
And then it's not really the good sports, but it is never give up. That's a message. The Vikings mount the biggest comeback in NFL history. They clinch the NFC North after falling behind 33 to nothing. How's that? Don't even talk about the defense. Talk about the drive and the spirit to be able to overcome. Well, that's our podcast for the day. We'd love to thank Willie O'Ree for participating and giving us unbelievable perspective. We'd also like to thank uh, Nick uh, uh, Nielsen for helping us to put this together, as long, uh, uh, along with everybody else on the technical side of the family. I'd like to thank you all for listening and watching and joining us at the next episode to get inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. I'm the sports professor, Rick Harrow. Speak with you soon.